Hello everyone, we're done with news. We've just had so much news recently that we are just tired of it. So this week's news is no news. I'm only half kidding. If you're listening, you know this is a podcast about indie games, PC games, and all that jazz. Today, we're changing it up a bit and gonna talk about music in video games. Video games, however you like to say it. Um, Let's start simple. There's a lot that goes into music in video games. Sometimes uh, you have to consider looping, uh, music cues, etc. It all has to be programmed, but if done right, it can evoke an emotion from the player or set a mood to the scene. Um, But the first question I kind of want to pose to you guys. um, Also, first, really quick, let's introduce everyone. I'm Kenny. I'm Andres. I'm Steve. And I'm Dave. Awesome. Thanks together, for being here. Us. We're <laughs> Voltron. The Cordy. Oh, Shit. wait. Oh. Yo, I have a Voltron shirt on. No wow. Oh my God. It was like Very a psychic nice. connection. Ooh, we're going to start was... another episode with people taking their clothes off. <laughs> for, uh, uh, for those who need it, uh, video available. Patreon. <laughs> Subscribe. Um, Subscribe. But as I was saying, uh, the first kind of question I'm going to pose uh, that we're going to discuss today um, is... Uh, has there ever been a time where you were playing a game and you thought this music is too much or like there's too much music like happening right now? Hmm. Too much music, like, like oversaturation of instruments and kind of, I'm trying to think. Well, yeah, so like sound mixing is definitely a big part of a lot of games. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think what I think of based on your question is like an overwhelming sensation where the sound has kind of distracted me from the game in a sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, I'm going to go to a game that I've been talking about for the last three days. Um, but Path of Exile, um, mm-hmm. I actually turn all sounds off because when you get to a certain point in the game where there's the music playing and there's all of the sound effects playing it just mm. clashes in a way oh, it's that, busy yeah mm. extremely busy and so in that game the, yeah it's a circumstance where like the sound actually becomes almost like an impact on the play um mm-hmm. so that, i think that would be my most recent example of i actually just i had to turn it off it, it's like almost unplayable <laughs> yeah I think yeah, I usually lower it a lot. Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been playing a lot of indie games recently that I just download from like Itch, and they always come in really hot. So I tend oh, to be man. like playing games sort of low these days. I'm trying to think of one that was just distracting. I know that Dave recently mentioned a game where the the soundtrack just kept looping and looping, and it was getting kind of annoying. Oh yeah, what yes. Was that? Um. Okay, so. I did go back to it and play. It's the game's called mm-hmm. Neon Abyss, which a phenomenal roguelike game. It's getting a lot of um, reception. Good reception. So I did go back to it. It does have different tracks, but they're like they all have such a similar tone to me, I guess. And because you spend so much time relooping onto the first level and into the main lobby screen, those two soundtracks just stick out as like that's all that this game is and it does have different music so i let me correct myself on the conversation i have with you guys uh off the podcast before Mm. but (laughs) it the music all has like this similar style similar tone to the point where it all at least in my head blends in together Mm -hmm. and 
I end up tuning it out and I've definitely played the game with it muted before just because it doesn't, to me, it doesn't really add anything. It doesn't add anything to the atmosphere. It fits it, but mm. I guess fitting something and, and actually like elevating it are two different things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I definitely get that. I, something that kind of came to my mind that's kind of in that same realm is actually menu music from among us. Cause oh, okay. I, f- I feel like that one. That's like, I get what they were going for, but I feel like, like I mean, and it could just be me. Like that music to me is like a lot. I Did, don't even think of music when I think of Among Us. Like I can't yeah. even think of their soundtrack. Let me let me tell you this. I don't know if you guys know this story, um, but Max knows that he made fun of me. I played Among Us with you guys for the first like few weeks that we played. And it was, it by default, it was just completely muted. There was no sound on anything, no task sounds, no music, no anything. I did not change those settings. That's just what it launched as. I don't know why. And so I just thought that the game was completely silent. I was like, that's a really interesting thing that they did, you know, because it's like, oh, it lines yeah. up entirely with like that don't talk while you're playing type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I found out that there was music and I actually hated it. Like I hated the sound effects. I hated the music. I hated all of it because I was so used to it just being like completely oh silent. Mm-hmm. Do you I guys know. remember? Um, I think it was back on the NES um, when the fighting games were getting really, really popular. There was um, Marvel versus Capcom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the sequel Marvel versus Capcom two. The oh. character select screen oh had God. this song where it was just a woman on repeat every five seconds saying, gonna take you for a ride, and just <laughs> over and over and Oh, over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can think of that. That that plays clearly in my head uh, forever. I, I could, 10 years from now, I could have never heard it. <laughs> and if you told me that, I would have oh been God. able to reproduce it perfectly. Yeah, I, I, I mean, one. well, it's you interesting to make me think of like the Sonic soundtrack going around oh, at yeah. the speed of sound. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say like that. That's the polar opposite of it, where it's like, you know, yeah, all right, we're going around at the speed of sound again, you know, or even like uh, Lethal League again. Blaze. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Lethal oh, League Blaze, or like any of the Lethal League games, like um, they always like it's just just really really funky music, but it also has like uh, this one line that I sticks out to me a lot that it's always like ain't nothing like a funky beat and then like all of a sudden like that's like just looping over and over during your fight but i think that one like fits better for that game just because it's like hectic and if you don't know what lethal league is it's just um a uh i guess a, 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 a how would you describe lethal league a brawler but like you're hitting a ball it's just a very fast-paced game that goes faster and faster the more you like the more you play and so the music has to ca- keep up with that and it definitely has to change on a dime like yeah. really quickly when you speed up the game cuz you could be a pro and speed it up really fast or you mm-hmm. could be really amateur and like never speed it up or take time so that music would have to be very adaptable mm-hmm. yeah i there's and i'm trying to think of the uh there's something to say about stress being linked to the pacing and like the the sound of video games you know because yeah when learning how to create like film and tv and whatnot you learn that sound is half the picture Mm -hmm. and like 
there's so much psychology that goes into audio. So I was watching some YouTube videos, some video essays to prep for this episode, and I have to go back and find it, but there was uh, some discussion about studies, like academic studies being done about the release of the chemical that causes stress in your brain being linked to in like intense soundtracks like doom eternal mm-hmm. i'm sure that kind of game would create incredible like stress in somebody or we played a game a while ago called expendabros which is oh, uh, a like while that ago. sort of joke on the expendables game and um and it's also like a port of or like a, a dlc version of a different game but basically that whole game is about being like a super like machismo masculine like action adventure star and the entire time it's just gun sounds and truck sounds and and the sounds of like the announcer going go and i'm sure there's music but all i can think about is the sounds of wartime that are yeah. happening alongside and i'm sure the music accompanies that pretty well yeah though the when you when you were saying like kind of how like music meshes in and out of stuff, I was really interesting about Faster Than Light uh, about how their music mm-hmm. was very intentionally created to do that. So like it's a looping thing, but all of their looping like all of their music cues, like if you're going into battle, if you just went to a new place, like the music would seamlessly transition into that new track because it's all like it's all in the same key. The beat may pick up a little bit, but like it's it's all gonna like mesh super well and you know mm-hmm. cause like uh, keep you immersed, um, but like still get evoke that emotion that comes with that game. First thing that comes to mind with FTL and that is thinking about how you can be in space, teleport to a spot where you're immediately fighting a rebel ship, and then the music picks up, and it and it, it leads into that very well. And let's say that you actually can't beat the ship, and you have to run away, and then you run away immediately into an asteroid field or one of those like electrical mm. clouds. Your music cuts off, and it sounds like you're actually muffled i can hear it now like the audio changes and it feels like you're in a condensed space and and it adjusts very well everything leads into each other um and if we have the ability to play this like that kind of transition we will but i think ftl definitely does that very well like you were saying it it adjusts to the atmosphere and also the pacing of how you're playing the Mm -hmm. game we, there's definitely other games that have done it too. I mean, even talking back to Sonic, like when you go underwater, there's that definite mm. feeling. Like they they mm-hmm. nailed it with that feeling of like, oh, this sounds like I'm mm-hmm. underwater. Like, it's, um, and I think there's something to be said for the emotions that like, especially anything instrumental can like like invoke very heavy emotions if you do it well. And if you do it poorly, it just kind of, feels like it's missing a personality i think in music and games mm-hmm. really helps uh develop a, a a theme uh if you go into horror games too Ugh. obviously like the way that they play with music during times when they're supposed to be amping up let's that stress, let's like, talk about that actually. go play a horror game um, <laughs> like silent. um that, that actually mm-hmm. that's a great segue into kind of my next topic uh music cues um are they good because like Sometimes you also think about, like, I, I was thinking about horror game. Uh, I was also thinking about Left 4 Dead, which is not as much of a horror game, but, like, there, mm-hmm. like, if you turn off the music in Left 4 Dead, all of a sudden, like, you just feel, like, this rumbling 
on the ground and a tank is approaching you and you're just like where the fuck did that come or, or like a horde just comes out of nowhere but there's no music cues and at some to some level i think that's more fun i think um but I, what do you guys think do you do you like music cues do you wish some games didn't have them i like the building of tension uh, i think that music is one of the easiest ways to do that I'm sure there, I know there's other ways to do it as well, especially visually. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that music plays such an important part in in setting that, that atmosphere and that mood. Um, and with it just being silent, it's like, I guess that can make a game fun like because it's like this panicky thing. You're not used to it, so you're like adapting to a different way of playing. Um, but I think that the music cues are really important for the game for someone who's new to playing it and for somebody who uh, just wants to play like the and have the full experience. I think that the music cues really help immerse you and uh, kind of lead you into knowing what to do next. Yeah, I think it's really useful, especially with the types of games that we have today. So like open world and nonlinear concepts in games has really kind of taken over the market. And so in the previous, like in the history of video games, your cues could come from all different kinds of things. I always think back to like um, some of the RPG games where like all of a sudden the game has given me a lot of health potions. I wonder why it's doing that. And, you know, it's because you find out as you've played that that's because you're about to go into a boss battle. And so now Mm. with like open world i i think to like the elder scroll series um you know that you are within proximity of danger when the music all of a sudden starts to pick up in tempo and it moves to a more Mm -hmm. aggressive style and vice versa you know that you've escaped danger when the music goes back to a more calming and quiet sound Mm -hmm. um but what's nice is that like without those you would have absolutely no idea so and it depends on the genre and, and the game type, but I think having that extra dimension of awareness, because that's really what it does for you, is it gives you that extra yeah. awareness to the game. Um, I think it just adds another element and makes them more enjoyable. Yeah, I actually totally agree with that, because I was playing uh, Moonlighter today. You guys you guys saw mm-hmm. uh, I was playing on Discord, but um, Moonlighter is basically a dungeon crawler where you the items that you collect, you sell for money, uh, and so if you die, you lose all your items, so you don't want to die in the dungeon, because uh, they reset every time, and you can get different stuff. But um, uh, it's my first time playing it through, and those music cues were really helpful when I went into a different room, and I'd be like, oh, what's this room? Oh, it's playing nice music. Oh, I guess I must be safe here. And, you know, I kind of relaxed a little bit. And mm. that was kind of a nice break from all the action that the rest of the dungeon presents. <laughs> yeah. Moonlighter, I would really quick describe as uh, one third shopkeeping sim, two thirds dungeon crawler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, that's what, great, yeah, actually. because it's like, I love that people keep doing different iterations on this Zelda scroller roguelike esque like format you know like dungeon Mm -hmm. crawling it's very yeah binding of isaac uh in that in that nature but i do like that this spin is that you're doing shopkeeping as well right um so music cues yeah i agree with all of you it definitely has to do with the type of game you're playing and it it has to complement how it has to help you out you know it has to like complement the game like it has to be making you anticipate something it's gonna lead you to actually feel like you're about to enter a battle or 
like one example we've been playing seven days to die and we know that when the zombies are coming the music changes (laughs) and then when we're done fighting them like the music for the zombies actually ends and that helps us know that there's no more zombies like hiding around and we it's like a version of a siren (laughs) yeah Yeah. that's like a really simple one too that's been really interesting too because we when we were playing Andres and and Dave we like all split up like me myself and Cam split off into a faction that were separate than Andres and Dave and when the zombie horde came uh we like you know everyone had zombies for a while and then for us they stopped and it was just this really red sky but like really peaceful music playing and it was very very confusing but i was like well i guess there are no zombies coming because the music's nice and yeah music cues um i think that that one the the only thing i would say with uh the music cues in seven days is uh, i like that it alerts you to the fact Mm. that there are zombies coming but it doesn't prepare you at all. No. <laughs> like you can <laughs> be like, true. oh, it's like they're we're here. gonna get fucked. Great. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because actually yeah, you reminded me, especially with the zombie concept. Um, if any of you have played the Last of Us series, I feel like they did a really good job with their music setup where it wasn't necessarily a cue, so it wasn't putting you on edge immediately. In fact, a lot of times it was almost as if the developers were trying to get you with like a jump scare, but it was <clears throat> intended to be like, you know, you are in a situation where you are always aware that there's a potential for danger, but the music just kind of keeps you like, okay, this is nice. And then all of a sudden the window breaks and you're on the run, you know, it's, it's really quick. So you can also oh, use the cue almost as like a reverse where it's like, you're trying to get the player to be a calm and then you're going to hit them with a really intense situation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I personally, I think that music cues are great in all games. As long as you're doing music. Well, I think music cues uh, only enhance the experience. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. So moving into the next question then, now that we've talked about how much we like music in games, at what point do you actually turn off music in your game to listen to your own music? Mm -hmm. Um, If the music in the game is not appealing to me is pretty much (laughs) my only answer. Um, Path of Exile is one of them where I'd much rather just throw on my own soundtrack of music and be like i could just like you know grind through this while listening to i don't know some indie pop bullshit um so what what is it about path of exile that makes you not enjoy it the as steven said earlier it's just very busy once you get all of the abilities that you're firing off if you're playing with friends they're firing off abilities all of those have different Mm -hmm. noises and sound effects the enemies have sound effects then you've got music on top of that and it's just like all of that piling up and piling up and piling up and then you're also talking to people and then you're like that's just there's too much auditory noise Mm -hmm. going on and you just need to Mm -hmm pull back from the game's audio and and mm-hmm. just focus on like who you're playing with and also it's like to me it's a game that's very easy to turn off to uh, like yeah. you mm-hmm. you it's it's pretty there's a lot of thought that goes into the skill trees and everything like that but as far as the basic mechanics of the game go it's like a mindless point yeah. click hack and slash type deal 
Yeah, I think it comes down to the genre, definitely. So, mm-hmm. like, any of the um, looters is kind of where, if you're doing a task very repetitively and you're grinding in a game, that's when I find myself willing to put on, like, a soundtrack and just kind of zone out because a lot of it's, like, muscle memory and you know exactly what you're doing. I think it really just comes down to the level of engagement that the game is trying to get you to have. So, like, Path of Exile is extremely engaging, but during the normal tasks that you do day-to-day, um, it's very kind of... Of, like you said mindless so i think it, it really just comes down to at least for me if it's a game where i'm like sucked in and i can't have any outside interference and i need to actually be like paying attention to what it is that i'm doing and and there's like a story usually involved mm-hmm. then the music stays on but as soon as there's no story it's just repetitive task completion that's when i switch over to just my own soundtrack that's probably mm-hmm. the best way to describe it is the repetitive yeah, task like that. thing because that's the same thing with uh um neon abyss where it's just it's the same thing over and over you're gonna play like when you die you're gonna go you're gonna run through the level try your best to open all the items get to the boss beat the boss or die and then you're gonna restart the whole thing again Uh, the exclusion to that is hades which i know a lot of us have been enjoying yeah. I think that's one of the few games of the style where it's like a roguelike and and in a sense it almost has like a looter um you know quality to it. I actually enjoy the music in that enough that I have not switched it off yet. Um but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I I see many more runs in my future. So there, I think yeah, there's a reason was... for that and I'll I'll let Kenny talk but I I have a feeling we'll come back to Hades. Yeah, well, I was actually going to talk about another another uh, game by the same company uh, called Transistor. Mm-hmm. Um, same cre- beca- uh, same composer. Same composer, yeah. Yeah, um, all throughout Super and- Giants games. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. And, no, well, that makes um, sense. Yeah, no, w- what I love about Transistor, I was telling Steven this a little earlier, is the fact that... Uh, there's like a button you can press like the the whole story is like based around this uh kind of like it's been a while since i've played so i i want to say like this like uprising or like coup that kind of happened within their government and Mm -hmm. you're a singer who lost your voice and but you were like very outspoken originally about like the things that the government was doing wrong and stuff um, but they took your voice and then they killed your lover and put him in a sword and shit happens. But anyways, uh, there's a button you can press where like you can hear the music playing in the background. But if you press this button, your character, your singer will hum along to the tune. And I love how immersive that is. Like I, there were so many times that I just stopped and like sat there and just listened to the music in the game and Mm -hmm. just enjoyed it and it was just really really nice and it's like that game doesn't give you like high stress with its music it's very uh even hades like nothing feels so anxiety driven it actually kind of like complements the aesthetic which is really smooth and really like fun to watch so i it it doesn't push you away at all and i think there's a lot of games that have music that specifically try to comfort you or create this atmosphere of comfort yeah i was gonna say there's like definitely a difference between the games that are like that play the music that that say like you're gonna die Mm -hmm. you're gonna die versus like you can do this keep going great job (laughs) but also like your point on the main character being a singer and losing her voice 
that mm-hmm. plays like they do not forget that when they composed it and they do not oh, forget yeah. that when they think about because we're only talking about music we could have a whole episode about audio separate from music and mm-hmm. foley yeah. and and the way that people create an atmosphere in video games specifically through like how characters walk and how they speak like an animal mm-hmm. crossing character doesn't have a human's in- intonations they have wait wait which is like <laughs> musical and mm-hmm. and like i just one other triple a game i'll mention that could have uh does have whole video essays written about it on the music is mario um what's the new one on the switch odyssey paper odyssey. mario mario oh. odyssey <laughs> actually paper. uses and i think yeah right paper, the newest paper um mario odyssey actually changes the music depending on or like when you walk everything you do actually has a beat to it and it goes along with the music so if you are hmm. walking and then jump on a yoshi and then triple jump onto a building and then go through a power line Every single thing you do has a beat to it, and it'll actually go along with the beat of the music playing behind it. Don't even yeah. get us started about Crypt of the Necrodancer. I was about to say, that's a whole I, game based I off of I wasn't even going to bring that up because it's just such <laughs> low-hanging fruit. <laughs> no, we should bring it up. It's an indie game. Crypt of the Necrodancer, that's you dancing to the beat of the soundtrack, and that's how you fight. That's how you move. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna. Well, that's yeah, like, yeah. Um, what was the new shooter that just recently came out? Um, bullets per oh, minute. Oh, beat. Yeah, bullets per, per minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I've been really wanting to play that. Actually, you shoot to the beat, you reload to the beat. People die yeah. to the beat. Like it's mm-hmm. it's the music. You know, it's something that in video games has always been there, but we're really seeing kind of like um, this transition in a lot of these indie developers to actually incorporate it as a mechanic. Exactly. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, and and. There have been games that have done uh, it as a mechanic before. Uh, one of the ones where I think I first experienced it as a mechanic would probably be Ocarina of Time because like, okay, yeah, you that's a good point. literally are taught mm. songs that you then play to do things in the game. Hmm. Yeah, and the Zelda series in general just has some of the best music of yeah. any video game franchise, so it's not surprising. So yeah, that's a good point. I completely forgot about the fact that you have to actually play the tones. That's cool. And yeah, those... and like they do it in Wind Waker. I loved that. Like that was probably one of my yeah. favorite parts about uh, Ocarina of Time was just like, oh, I need to like become a kid again. I'm gonna mm-hmm. play this fucking song to <laughs> reverse my <laughs> aging process. And that yeah. inspires indie games, you know? Like that inspires yeah. people to take those elements that they grew up with and try to make twists on it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think um, um meta well actually I have I just have so many questions I wanna ask, but I want Kenny to finish up the ideas yeah, that he had. I, well I was gonna say, because um, well I, I do wanna open up questions to you guys about like things that we haven't talked about. Um but first, because we're we're kind of heading there already, mm-hmm. what music do you absolutely love from a game? Like, what's a game that you think of like, oh man, this had a great soundtrack, uh, and why did you like that soundtrack so much? Uh, I'm just gonna I'm gonna jump into it and just mm-hmm. throw Persona in there right away because I don't uh, think I'm that talking about music through. in games without talking <laughs> about Persona is is possible. Yeah. Every single Five thing or that in they general. do. Five is, I mean, five is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong, but like in general, Persona's just mm-hmm. always they hit the nail on the fucking head every time. Mm-hmm. Like you get into that combat and you're just so amped because that music just powers you through it. Ugh. And then like when you're just like chilling and 
you know, hanging out with your friends and trying to build relationships, it also like just totally shifts the music to this like, yeah, you know, you're just walking around Japan, man. Just do it. <laughs> just yeah. chilling around. It's just so good. <laughs> I can't. I could. Uh, I could really do a whole. We literally that. listened to the whole soundtrack in Discord one night. Mm-hmm. The That's whole thing. It's. It. Yeah. I remember Corey playing that game, and being obsessed with the soundtrack, and just like a year before I was, and just never stopped thinking about it. Um, I'm trying to think of another video game, like an indie game that used sound, like a soundtrack that had like lyrical, like a lyrical OST. Hmm. Um, and, uh, well, I think what you mentioned before, um, the, uh, one with the, the baseball that you hit back and forth. Oh, Lethal League. Yeah. Lethal League. (laughs) I think they have, do they have, um, music with, with lyrics? Like, like I said, it'd be like a line here or there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not, it's just not as common. You definitely don't. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see that more. Yeah. The other thing, I mean, like, but going back to Transistor, that has, lyrics with music or music yeah, with lyrics it does i was gonna say hades and Bastion. Uh, to loop back into hades mm-hmm. that game uses music as a storytelling element like so few other games i've played has mm. like That's you awesome. literally are going through it they're like if you just sit and listen to the songs that they sing they're they're stories they're like full yeah. actual like odes and shit that's it's because they're using that bard technique where yes. you know music is the the storyteller. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting because like, you see so many different genres of music, and uh, I notice that my tastes tend to align directly with um, like grand epic orchestral music. Oh, yeah. um, almost every game series that I have as like the beloved franchise that goes back to my childhood is usually something orchestral like i think of kingdom hearts the very first oh, kingdom, kingdom hearts, hearts advertisement mm-hmm. that i ever saw the... was just so disney orchestra like it gave me this fantasia style goosebumps. wait the one that's like, like when you walk away you won't <laughs> well, so, yeah. say. so that's well, I um listen to that song like, i would throw yeah. it on like my burned cd you know? clean baby so that was really good too yeah but actually um i think i'm referring to like their their um the main theme but yeah mm-hmm. so good point though so they were able to transition into like having a full album that was like releasable to just listen to day to day that was really really good mm-hmm. um, but yeah anything that's got like um, the one I always think of is uh, and I don't know if you guys played it way back in the day but um, Medal of Honor was mm-hmm. like for me the very first shooter game that I had gotten into mm-hmm. and it starts with like this distant like in the mist trumpet and it starts to build and then there's drums and it just it becomes super inspirational yeah. and it makes you want to go march to war for your guys Man, that can be you know chills. it's that's it was so it was so good uh so anything that involves like that whole like grand company kind of feel yeah. i always tend to if it's in the advertisement i'm buying the game yeah <laughs> and the are definitely able to do that a lot more. yeah i was I mean, gonna like, say college like, is that <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You could just like list them off. Halo immediately comes to mind. Yeah, Skyrim like, as just yeah, Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim. All, of, all of those AAA games, like the the money that they invest in music is so worth it. There's another end to this <laughs> that I think that we should. Yeah, uh, I, I think musically it, it usually is worth it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but like I think there's another end to this that we can talk about really quickly, which is non-original soundtracks 
um so like they're just like they're the only game that's like put that music all together to make a soundtrack but it's not music that was composed for the game look at the tony hawk series uh mm. or madden yeah any of the sports yeah, games that's a good and point that music really has a significance to it, it because slaps. it yeah it's it's just fucking phenomenal it it matches the mood of the game so well and they they have to be taking their time picking out what songs they're deciding yeah. to put yeah. in there especially Even when you go into games. grand theft auto like they have oh, all yeah. those different radio stations so that you mm-hmm. can play the game how you want to play it with listening mm-hmm. to the music you want to listen to. And they have the commercials in between songs, which is a whole yes. other thing. <laughs> immersion. That's just, like, it's literal. That's my immersion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the interesting thing is that indie games can't afford that. They can't afford right. the, the rights to those songs. But you made me think of Rocket League. How the hell does Rocket League have such good music? I thought... And, uh, money. and it's it, had good music from the beginning, right? Well, I think some of the music at the beginning, a lot of them were, like, I guess royalty-free or something? Mm. Yeah. And actually, and, I think now they have, like, um, partnerships with, like, lesser-known um, bands that actually get right. their music out there through the game because of how popular it's gotten. Um, but, yeah. yeah, I think a lot of it was, like, royalty-free. Mm. Right. So there's probably a lot of conversation happening on the back end there because Rocket League needs epic sports music just like sports video games do, but they can't obviously afford the same kind of rights that a Madden game can. Yeah, it's like a... It's like a genre thing again. Like I feel like games that fall in line with what we would consider simulations um, will tend to have like the realistic, like radio esque, like stuff that you would just put on and play um, mm-hmm. instead of like this original um, created content. Yeah, look at right. this. So Rocket League is actually a compilation of EDM music produced and curated by the Psionics audio director Mike uh, uh, Alt and. It currently features music from 45 different artists. That's so cool. Music yeah. curation for a video game must be one of the wildest things. Mm. <laughs> I hope they have fun. Uh, also, in terms of orchestral music in indie games, I think this is considered indie. But Steve, have you ever played Journey? Yeah, so actually, uh, it's funny because that was one of the games that came up um, when we were first talking about this for me. It was um, I believe it was a PlayStation exclusive. Um, it was Oh, this yeah. game. And it was the whole point of the game was to have um, this experience where you're just following. Uh, Andres, remind me, it's like a magical cloak, basically. Yeah, and you're like you're like this character that wakes up in a desert, and you have to reach the summit of a mountain. Yes, and the entire yeah. time you're unsure who you are, what kind of uh, culture you come from, and what wiped out the world around you. And one of the interesting things, just to refresh your memory, is that as the game starts, you actually have this very heavy orchestral uh like band playing as it revs up and you you're flying through the sand and then you see your protagonist and then it just stops. And that's where you start the game. And you start Uh, the game in quiet. And you yeah. just start walking, and as the game progresses, it, it picks builds. Up yeah. And what's neat things. is that the way that that game was designed was that um, the the music was the um, experience to an extent. Like there was the, mm-hmm. the visual aspects to it, but um, there was no interaction, there was no communication. Uh, it was very much supposed to be like this uh, moving experience of sight and sound. Uh, yeah. And so it was, you know, integral to the game's success because um, otherwise it would have flopped. <laughs> so. Yeah, 
yeah yeah but yeah that, that was definitely a, a great game for that oh such a beautiful game um kind, kind of in that that same boat uh back although back to a triple a game mm-hmm. uh and we could probably do like a whole like video essay about this but like the music in uh breath of the wild mm-hmm. oh yeah so like they, they do that so well like having like just enough music but it's not like overly orchestral Mm -hmm. and it's never in your face but it's always like there it's like with you it's like the wind you know it's it feels like that's the wind in the game blowing on you Mm -hmm. you know kind of thing and they do it in a way that has like this ode to their past kind of feel to it because all of the music in breath of the wild has just a quality to it that is supposed to be nostalgic and Mm -hmm. so it's it's really well done to kind of like for new people it's great but for people who have played the series there's even that extra layer of like Mm -hmm. just remembering how the good times were you know Mm -hmm. i think it's go ahead no you go no you go okay fine (laughs) i'm not playing this game uh i i think that it's just fair to say that nintendo with their franchises has always been like a, a a fairly large pioneer in in how to incorporate music to whether it's to set the era, whether it's to set the mood of a specific like s- scene, for uh, lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, there's they've just done it from the beginning. I mean, look at just tracks on the original NES. Like music was so important in those for how limiting it was and what they were able to accomplish just running like that very what now like a lot of indie games base their soundtracks off of Mm -hmm. that's so true i would i would love to mention two indie games that i believe were inspired by breath of the wild in terms of the soundtrack please so uh first there's genshin impact which we talked about a little bit a while ago genshin impact is uh is free to play and it's one of those um i don't know if it's considered an mmo no but it kind of like has that shape to it but oh, no, it's being, an open world game i think it's an, it's a yeah. like a gotcha game where you're right building your team around loot roll percentages which is kind of interesting and and it is very much it has very much been known for being not so much a breath of the wild clone but very much like inspired by it and that goes for the music as well the music is orchestral and also you know quiets down when it needs to but it accompanies the world very well especially when you start battles you have that like classic type of orchestral battle music Mm -hmm. and then uh so i think it's like nice that that has definitely bled over to a lot of games that i'm seeing that are taking that breath of the wild like aesthetic the second game that comes to mind, which is not so much about the action adventure, but more about like the relaxing nature of Breath of the Wild's music, is a game that I played recently called A Short Hike. Mm. And A Short Hike, um, which was all developed and composed by one person, I believe, uh, that game has really like is really inspired by Breath of the Wild's music. As I was listening to it, it actually sounded like Breath of the Wild. And as I was researching into it, it sounds like the the um, the way that they developed like the the foley art of like the footsteps and just the sound of nature that was apparently inspired by Breath of the Wild. You can climb rocks with stamina just like you can in that game. Mm-hmm. So 
a short hike is all about creating this comfort comforting experience while you're trying to take a hike in the mountains and um and the music in that game actually oh man i could i i i I would love to talk about that game a little bit more because that game transitions its music really well and, and it it makes you like emotional as it happens because as you get to the peak of the mountain that you're trying to get to the music explodes as you see this beautiful imagery happening and then as you jump off the mountain to glide to the bottom it like it uh it turns into this much more exhilarating fun song that you haven't heard the entire time and as you're climbing the mountain or depending on what you're doing it really is creating um it it really is creating this like atmosphere of adventure and excitement for your character like if i'm riding the boat the music speeds up but only after i hit max speed Mm. so it's like a cue depending on what i'm doing yeah i like um there's there's games that have like music as like a secondary function um and kenny you'll know this very well um the outer wilds (laughs) where I I actually oh, ended up somebody spoiled it for me. <laughs> I know, right? But somebody spoiled it for me in a YouTube video, and I had to go back and do it myself. Where if you fly out as far as you possibly can fly out, and then turn around spoilers. and use your yeah, sorry, spoilers. <laughs> but uh, oh, you can yeah, line up, and you can and you can hear all of the music played together. And the fact that like I I was able to pick up on it the first time I listened to a single oh, yeah. uh, instrument, and I was like, okay, this Not is really definitely spoiler, gonna like. <laughs> This is going to combine in some way, mm-hmm. um, but being able to actually finally like hear it as one, you know, song being played across their galaxy was yeah. so cool. Yeah, I remember discovering that for the first time too, and it's so satisfying to be like, oh, yeah. oh, that's so cool. yeah. It's... This is a game I haven't played, so I've not gotten this experience. Oh man, Dave, I you got it. Forgot that you have to search for the audio with that one. That it, is a whole it's mechanic. Totally, like it's it, there's no justification, like as far as gameplay is concerned, for your requirement to do it. But almost every player who's gone through and and heard it, I guarantee you, at some point, their objective was, I need to hear the song in full. And your main, like the kind, one of the main characters that you're looking for plays a banjo, right? Like you're sort of looking mm. for this, like yeah, character mm. that is represented by a banjo. Don't they mm-hmm. all like end up? Ah, I don't. It, spoilers. Well, but you, I think, don't, yeah, yeah, don't go to the end. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh man, I think not. This isn't gaming, but I think what um has excited me the most in terms of music is stuff like Steven Universe that accompanies a an instrument or a type of audio to a character, and when you see those characters on screen, you play that music that instrument. And when you Definitely. have two characters fuse or battle, you play the music either harmoniously or mm-hmm. attacking each other. And all of that is like, you know, there's a, there's a method to it. There, it, it really plays into the, the, the scene itself. And a lot of people that I tell this to don't actually realize that that's been happening the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and what it goes back to is, you know, from a psychology standpoint, there's numerous studies that have shown, and, and we kind of do this uh, inherently, but like when you're trying to remember something, a lot of times it's easier if you remember a sequence of information through a uh, song. And that's kind of like a technique that you can use to try and help yourself um, identify with a certain structure. So, you know, when in video games, especially when it comes to like franchises where a character is going to exist for an extended period of time throughout, you know, the, 
the development of video game history, uh, assigning a specific sound sequence to that character um, just allows, so you could hear like three or four notes in everyday life mm. and your brain's going to immediately go back to, oh, that's Mario. And, right, you know, or, exactly. you know, it's So it's, it's great with the thematic structure of being able to associate musical tones directly to a specific character um, and you can kind of pick that up day to day. Well, Steve, um, you... well, sorry. I was gonna say, Steve, did you ever answer Kenny's question about what's your most, what's your favorite song in an indie game? Favorite song? Did we get that far? Or what was mm-hmm. your question originally? Yeah, it was what what music do you absolutely love from a game and why? Yeah, definitely Kingdom Hearts soundtrack for me. Like that's like my go back to always. I'm gonna play this later, but I think the one of the most rec- interesting soundtracks I've ever heard in a video game was actually from this. A game called Lisa the Painful, or you can look up Lisa the RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has really awesome music that works with the game for how chaotic it is, but also you just wouldn't expect this music in a game that's about like the apocalypse and depression. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so I will, uh, but Lisa the RPG has amazing, amazing music. So I also, sorry, really quick, just wanted to mention uh, another game that we should talk about uh, the music in because it really um, plays to the kind of whimsical style that it is. Would be mm-hmm. Fall Guys. Their, oh, their sound yeah. design is incredible. That's yeah, that's a great point actually. Fall uh, Guys, yeah, they have that's a good. All. That's one of those kind of like Rocket League where they have to have this sports atmosphere. But yeah. they can't afford like big sports music. <laughs> but they did a great yeah. job of like they capturing did. that feel with their music. Yeah, well, and it's also because like the physics of the characters being so like wiggly and wobbly, like you right. really mm-hmm. get that like wonkiness out of the music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's energetic. I love the little. Woo. It really just fits Woo. perfectly Woo. with the game, and Woo. it from the <laughs> moment that you launch it, you like you just get it. Like it clicks into yeah. the visuals. Yeah. Um, my answer to my question actually kind of leads into my next question and my last question before I open it up to you guys. Um, do you listen, do any of you listen to game music outside of the game? Like, do you like search it on YouTube and listen to it or on Spotify and have it like in playlists? Um, for me, um, several that I go back to are the soundtrack from Celeste the soundtrack mm-hmm. from Outer Wilds, uh, soundtrack from Transistor, uh, to name a few. Uh, I love the music from all of those games. Um, yes, I do. Not super often. Um, but that does uh, bring me to something that I didn't even know I was going to mention is uh, Persona's <laughs> OSTs just got added to Spotify. I'm so stoked about it. Well, that. there nice. you go. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, yeah, that's a good series. Yeah, so I tend to there's there's two soundtracks that I go back to. Um, so the Skyrim soundtrack I actually use as a studying soundtrack. Um, nice. There's something about it, and it goes again. This is just because my taste is so into like the orchestral aspect of it, um, the violins, the pianos. For me, it just seems to be a really good mood, even in like the high tempo situations. Like I can just zone out, um, but still be able to focus on what it is that I'm working on. Um, so it's really mm-hmm. nice. But then as far as just like listening to like something. I'll throw it on the radio and I'm not sure if any of you guys have played it because I know it was a PlayStation exclusive but have you guys heard of Tetris Effect? 
Tetris Effect. I have heard of it. So if you get an opportunity, I definitely recommend the Tetris Effect soundtrack. So the game is designed so that as you play Tetris, the music is dynamically evolving with you and your interaction in the game actually affects the song as it's being played. But they have like an actual static finite soundtrack of the music. Um, and almost every song in that soundtrack is just brilliant for listening to as like a, a drive or um, just when you want to enjoy some music it's all kind of got like a EDM kind of feel to it but some of them have like rap sections and some of them drop down to be really calm and chill and uh, it's only about an hour long I think for the whole soundtrack but it's really good as just like if you wanted to listen to an album of decent music um, mm-hmm. and it came from a video game it was, it was made for the game um, so I think it's pretty pretty cool that's awesome mm-hmm. I really enjoy the Undertale soundtrack. That was all um, done by the same person. Uh, that one has some really fun beats to it, and I've definitely like listened to a compilation of that and some other stuff uh, with friends before. I feel like a lot of these lo-fi, chill beats to Study Slash Game 2 tend to, what is it, sample video game music these days. Mm, yeah. And there's a lot true. of compilations on youtube for chill versions of like nintendo soundtracks all the chill songs chill versions of indie games um yeah yeah i'm guilty to listening to all those (laughs) they oh man i'm uh yeah undertale has a really good soundtrack i'm trying to think of another game that i where i downloaded the soundtrack and listened to it that wasn't already mentioned (laughs) um right i'll throw a game out there that i don't go back and listen to the soundtrack often just because i i don't think about it too much mm-hmm. but the game and i mentioned this game to andres not too too long ago called eternal sonata and oh, it yeah. actually like the story of this game is really interesting um because uh let me just read this synopsis right off of wikipedia the mm-hmm. game is centered on the polish romantic pianist and composer uh, frederick chopin who died of tuberculosis at age of 39. The story envisions a fictional world dreamed by Chopin during his last hours that is influenced by his life and music, in which he himself is a playable character, among others. Uh, The battle (laughs) system centers on musical elements and character-unique special attacks. Um, So, like, it it very much centers around music, and it's a classical style music, too. Uh, It Mm -hmm. is... uh, I mean, it's literally the game's about a, a composer. So, like, music is very integral to everything about it. I loved the game when I played it. I didn't end up finishing it. Very JRPG-like game. Um, but I, it's another one of those where I would absolutely listen to that soundtrack separate of the game itself because it is all of that nice, you know, relaxing but also intense at times orchestral music. And, I'm gonna have to check that one out. Yeah, I mean, it it literally has some of the music that he's composed in it. I'm not sure if it's so all cool. music nice. that he's composed. It some of it might be influenced by it as well. So interestingly, I had I hadn't thought of this until now, but like when I was younger and playing Age of Empires three, mm-hmm. uh, when it was still like pretty new, uh, for some reason my computer wouldn't play the music from the game. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until like a little bit later that I was like, oh, there's music in this game. And then like I, you know, burned it onto a CD and started listening to it like when I went to bed or stuff. And I think that was kind of my first moment of doing that and being like, 
oh, music from games is kind of cool and very different than what's already out there. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that kind of spawned all of my interest in that. <laughs> That's cool. Um, when I was talking to Max, because I um, was a little underprepared, I felt, for today. Because I just have all this, all these thoughts that are always in my head about music and games, but I never really like write them down or discuss them super mm-hmm. in depth. Um, and he mentioned uh, the Scott Pilgrim game uh, where mm. Anamana Gucci oh, yeah. uh, composed that OST. And, you know, that's an actual band that, that makes music. Um, and, and so you could really tell that like they took the music that they make and then, um, and really made a, a phenomenal soundtrack for the Scott Pilgrim game that just mm-hmm. fit in perfectly. So I just played it on Friday and uh-huh. I felt like the music was repetitive. Really? And now that you're telling me that it was hmm. Anamanaguchi's like actual, like it was a band. I feel like maybe it's because they just got the rights to the song and then looped it instead of creating like a longer song because it felt like I was hearing the music really quickly, like loop. Mm. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, have you listened to Anamanaguchi before? No. Okay. Well, that, that would explain, thing. I think, your reaction to it. It is very much like that chip tune. So it, it that's like they it's just that you, like you. They are one of those names in chip tune music where mm-hmm. you, they just come up. That's that's um, fair. Yeah, and I think like chip tune has had such an explosion. There's uh from mm-hmm. everyone's Spotify 2020. If you're on that, a lot of people got really weird, interesting genres that nobody's ever heard of, and a lot of them coming back to indie or video game and like animation soundtracks i think kenny got like a genre that was what was it odacore odacore <laughs> <laughs> and i think that's like specifically like you know japanese uh soundtrack chiptune soundtrack. i am a weeb officially <laughs> <laughs> according to the internet according to like a lot of stuff like that like there's probably 10,000 different types of chiptune genre now yeah but but they they definitely like that is like them making music and also just i guess probably being pretty big fans of Mm -hmm. like the scott pilgrim comic or graphic novel we'll Mm -hmm. say um but um their their music very much just fit perfectly and it being repetitive like that is definitely um, like a a stylistic thing mm-hmm. because they they are limiting themselves to the what they are playing this music on and what they're composing it on. And then uh, it also because the game has that arcade feel, I feel like they they did want that repetition to yeah. a degree because because it's supposed to feel like you're playing a cabinet arcade game. Exactly, it definitely feels that way. Yeah. So, uh, to wrap it out, are there any questions that you guys wanted to pose that we haven't already talked about as far as music and games? Or do you think we covered it? Uh, who who wants to, like, drag uh, <laughs> a game? Like, what's, what's a game that, like, you think of when you just, like, genuinely the music has, like, ruined your experience of it? Can you think of one? Where, like, the music is that tonally different mm. from what you're playing that, like, it's stopped you playing the game or uh alternatively um if you want to just talk about like what game like set a certain mood 
perfectly for you rather than just like a game you know music that you love and why like what's like a very specific type of thing for me i i think about cuphead and how Hmm. like the music of that really lends itself to the exact animation style Mm -hmm. and that yeah that's very innovative like they had to specifically go for that era of rubber hose animation and musical style right and like alongside the hand-drawn graphics if they then just like half-assed the music and went straight to like or even if they just put something that just tonally didn't work at all Mm -hmm. um you know like some sort of modern composition type stuff uh, i think that the game would have been more of a letdown than other than some people already thought it was oh really side note i went back to play that game recently so hard it it is it's a very hard game game. Uh, games used to be hard (laughs) 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 don't go there yeah no, we're not having a contra discussion right now. I know, I'm trying to Get Oh, you know you know what uh this is this isn't like super big but it's another menu screen thing that kind of bugged me was the uh the menu screen in Tabletop Simulator. Um I feel like does not capture any kind of mood. It's just like random ass happy cherry music and I'm just like, "Okay." This kind of like it's funny it's funny you mentioned that because like what other game do you know lets you bring in a tablet and play music right. while you're yeah, playing a game that's true. on YouTube. That's the two sides of it. I thought that customizability is really cool because tabletop is all about creating your own virtual, you know, gaming room and you can play mm-hmm. your own music in your own room. Yeah, it's almost it's like a form of elevator music because it's right. like it doesn't know what it is, so it's just giving something right. to fill the space. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. It like knows you won't probably care for more than thirty seconds <laughs> because you're gonna switch it anyway. Yeah. yeah. So so no games to pull you out of them from like just poor composition or poor you know anything. I feel like. I was just going to say, only, like, really small games that just didn't have the budget or the time for, like, better composition, you know? I don't want to drag any really cheap, like, games that I've played. Like, like you know, I'm like going to really that. low budget. And yeah, I, I totally right. get that. Yeah, like, like there's some games of that pack of a thousand that I'm playing through that I was just like, oh, please shut up. <laughs> but, like, I got a thousand games for $5, so I can't complain. Right. Yeah, one that comes to mind for me actually is Nidhogg, mm. um, and not because the soundtrack's like necessarily bad, but I wish there was more to it. Like that's that's one of those games that I can't help but like uh, I'm like okay, it's whatever. Like there's no like new soundtracks or anything. It's it's one of those games where I'll, and I'm talking about Nidhogg when I haven't played Nidhogg too, so maybe they changed that. But mm-hmm. uh, um, that's one of those games that I turn off the music in that and then like will put on my own music because yeah. I, it, yeah, this one just doesn't do anything for me. I don't know if it really even has that much music in the first one rather than just like ambience, ambience. Right. I guess I ambience. could probably turn off Duck Games sometimes. Duck Game is another one I do turn off. Just because it's like, well, for one, the first song that usually that's nothing comes crazy, on is that yeah, really, yeah, and it's usually usually Duck Game loads really loud, so you'll just hear that, 
And I'm just like, relax. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true, actually. (laughs) That's really true. So, um, yeah, I think Duck Game is definitely a game, like, kind of going back to what Steve said, games that, like, loop a lot, like maybe, like, Risk of Rain or something like that. I put in the time to love the soundtrack. Okay, I bought the game. Good for you. Like, I'm going to play my own music. Uh, But I appreciate the music for what it is because it, you know, and like I, some games you can't turn off all the audio. You have to like lower the music, but you still need the, the noises, right? Like I still Mm -hmm. need the quacking. (laughs) Yeah, I have to have the quacking. Or like games where like, where, where the, where the footsteps are just everything. There's a lot of video games that are really cute. And the audio is cute, the composing is cute, and, like, your footsteps and the way you interact with things is all just cute. Uh, and I never love to, I never like turning that off. Yeah, Ibn Ab definitely Ibn Ab. has, like, very beautiful everything in terms of audio. God, it's so good. Cool. I have a question. Well, so, oh, okay. yeah. Go on. My question, question is, uh, are there any games that you guys can think of where the music felt very meta? And, like, it was, like, the music was almost, like, playing with you in terms of player experience. And it was, like, adapting to something happening in the game or depending on what you do. And, for example, one of the games that I can think about that I really just... I like this trend of meta commentary within all the aspects of the game. But uh, I've brought this up before. So the game uh, Doki Doki Literature Club which is disguised as a dating sim and turns into a, a horror game. Um, it, a little bit of spoilers. You find you know that like there is somebody kind of controlling everything, and that's why it turns into a horror game. Um, but Doki Doki does this thing where you find out that the person who is uh, controlling the game is also p- learning how to play piano. And so when you start fucking with the um, the person who's actually controlling the game, the piano will start, like, playing off-tune here and there, a key. Or, like, all of the piano that is the background music for the game, all of the music that uh, is for the game is, like, very simple. And it's because it can be played by a beginner learning how to play piano. And it's, just, it's actually... It, the, there's meta commentary to why the music is the way it is. That's cool. That's super interesting. Yeah. 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 So I don't know if you guys know of any other games that do that kind of thing. Um, but I, I want to see more of that in gaming for sure. So I, I guess I know of a game where music takes kind of the forefront of, and music might not even be fully accurate i've not sat down with the game but it's someone that at least at least i know but i know that uh he was a he was in philly game mechanics mm-hmm. uh, and, and done stuff with them before and and greg made the game wander song oh right where, yes oh. like you literally like your direction that you were pointing was was you repeating back various uh music you know right um and you know, again, a, a game where where music is part of the mechanic. It doesn't really play with you and toy with you or anything, I guess. But like it, it's reactive to what you're doing. Like your mm-hmm. input directly affects that, like what he does. 
Yeah, and you know, it's funny because actually when when uh, we get around to it, the question that I was going to ask and what I wanted to say was we can't go through an entire podcast uh, talking about music and not talk about the whole genre of rhythm games. Yeah. And this kind of mixes with what you're asking, Andres, because like I think so like Dance Dance Revolution, I feel like is what kind of started this off. But if like my favorite version, which was like Rock Band and Guitar Hero, oh, yeah. um, when you would like miss a note, um, oh, while yeah. you were playing, you would actually hear that like like yeah. weird sound. Um, the fret so scratch. Was, so like obviously in this circumstance, the game, the whole purpose of the game is that you're playing the music. Mm-hmm. But it is kind of neat that they were willing to go as far as to design like a hey you screwed up, and I'm going to make sure that you audibly hear that you screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that screw up, much like with real music playing. Mm-hmm. If you are not a performer, that will mess you up continuously. And you'll like yeah. you'll hear that you messed up something else. And you're like, no, I want to go back and fix it. You can't. You just got to keep going yeah. with it. And it's like, done. to, to be able to roll through that kind of stuff is a very performer way of thinking. Uh, yeah. There's another game that recently came out. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. It's basically about two like indie musicians who are trying to come up in the ranks and all of the bosses are these major like triple a musicians and i think it's like a i think it's a triple a game like i think it was produced by a large uh uh company but i did see a lot of gameplay for it i'm gonna find it uh i don't know if anyone knows what i'm talking about i don't audio surf i don't know um audio well so you know it's funny you say audio surf though because um that's that in itself is also a rhythm game, right? Because it's yeah. like you're hitting the notes as you like. Yeah. So, that, have you ever played Thumper? Thumper, no. So, Thumper is a rhythm violence game. At least that's how oh, they advertise it, and violence. it plays exactly like Audio Surf. Um, but oh, it's got yeah, like um, it's very like demonic and like oh, that's... heavy. And take a look at it. They actually uh, adapted it as a VR game. I don't necessarily recommend it as a VR game, but if you like that like rhythm style where you're basically controlling something as it like moves through tunnels and on a ramp, it or has something. a super like demonic chrome look. That's really cool. Yeah. Like very like psychic like psychedelic metal, I would describe mm-hmm. it as. Yeah, it's 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 definitely enjoyable if you like that style of game. So that's cool. Hmm. Um, there's there's another one um uh that I was thinking of. Beat Hazard. That, Has anyone heard of yes. that? Beat I was hazard. gonna I was gonna yeah. bring that one up if you didn't, and you just did. Yeah, it, it's like uh, asteroids, but with music. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So, yeah, like rhythm video yeah. games definitely are <laughs> definitely are their own genre. You're so right. The one that I see so frequently online, especially like through social media, is and personally this is not the type of game that I would ever be caught playing just because I don't find it enjoyable, but I know that there's a huge market for it. It's the ones where it's like either clicking buttons in DDR style or moving your mouse on a screen and clicking circles and like they design the click sequence to mimic the melody of the song. Um, but it's essentially, and I don't know an example of the specific name of the game, but you remember how with like DDR you would like press mm-hmm. uh, the mm-hmm. arrow based on as it's like moving up the screen. Right. Yeah. It's, they converted that to be like keyboard and mouse play on the computer. And that's like a huge style of game right now. I've seen a couple games that do that. And I, I am not a fan of it. Um, <laughs> I don't think that it translates in the same way. Like DDR, it works so well because you're not usually pressing it. I mean, you can play that game with a controller. 
I have done it before when I mm. broke my dance pad as a child. <laughs> but like, um, He's dancing with his controller in his hard. hand. I was just one of those like <laughs> shitty foam ones, and then you're on a carpet, and mm. it just yeah. it's it's a bad combination. It Combo. eventually like it slips. One of the like sensors gets messed up, and it was shoddily made anyway. Mm-hmm. It's not like it was like the first party one. Not that the first party ones were that great in that time period anyway. But um, yeah, just one of those things where like, oh, we only have one dance pad now. We broke the other one. So you can play it with a controller. And it just, it does not translate. <laughs> like no. pressing left, right, up, up, right, 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 left. Like just does yeah. not do the same thing as the full body experience that DDR is. Even though as um, as we're watching this, video um uh, that's showing on screen is people who just hold the back bar of ddr and exclusively just use dance. Yeah. Their, their feet <laughs> you know the competitive i feel like that right. takes oh, out yeah, yeah i feel yeah, like yeah. that kind of ruins the whole point of right. it yeah. But like, how you kind of you you end up seeing a, like a video of a guy like just mashing his keyboard as the flight of the bumblebee is playing <laughs> just like... yeah <laughs> oh, man. yeah dang rhythm games were big too for like such a long game like yeah. i remember playing like flash rhythm games or even mm-hmm. like games uh where you could um there was a flash game that i played called punkomatic where you had like guitar riffs that you could just put together however you want and you know make your own music through that and that was mm. Really interesting way, uh, really interesting music game that you could do. It looks like Itch even has a whole section in their in, in itch.io for rhythm games that are all in someone. Someone I know has been working on a rhythm game for years and years, mm. and they always go back and like change the way that they've been trying to develop it. And I've just been, I've always been in their corner because the idea is so good. I don't want to go into super huge detail about it because I wouldn't. Mm-hmm want the one person that that would be willing to take what we're saying and, <laughs> and take the idea make something uh, yeah. to do it but it was like a, a really good um and like games have done similar stuff before like uh what's the game um it was like a fighting game that did it and like basically you, you fought um to like some very aggressive music can't remember it uh, hmm. it was, I'll I'll take a minute try to look it up. Okay. Yeah, you know, like a lot of the fighters, like Virtua Fighter and um, oh, Def Jam Vendetta, Def Jam. Oh, so that's actually specifically about the music. <laughs> yeah, like and that that so it was like a very it was just an EA big game and it was like a mm. just a. <sighs> I played a lot of Def Jam when I was a kid. Def Jam Vendetta yeah. specifically with my cousin. Uh, and I just remember it just being so cool that you were fighting with these like rappers. And I've seen video essays since about what happened to Def Jam and why it like died. And I think it's because of like, um, what happened to the gaming company that produced them and also the people who were publishing them. Uh, EA, I think probably fucked it up. Oh yeah, definitely. Def Jam. Wow. Look Def at this jam. jam. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, like the music so, was important because yeah, you know, only wrestling game I ever cared about. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, and, and <laughs> that that uh, Def Jam followed that same style of like just over the top uh, stuff that uh, other sports games that I liked, especially for their soundtracks like uh, NBA Street and stuff like that, uh, mm-hmm. where it was just like that 
that not quite mainstream sports type style. Mm-hmm. Um, so to oh, move NBA. along a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be basically playing a game uh, that's music-based. We're going to be listening to... Each of us has uh, a music from a soundtrack from a game that we like. And we're going to be playing uh, a second at a time, essentially. Uh, We'll play the first second, try to guess it. If we can't guess it, we'll play up to three seconds. Can't guess it, up to five, etc. And then we'll go from there. It's like a mini-game within the podcast. A la Face the Music, just, you know. So we're all clear on the game that this is essentially. Never heard of it. Okay. <laughs> all right. So I will go first. I got to let me get my links ready. I'm going to post it. No one peek. It's actually Zelda's. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> all right. Ready? Yeah. It's going to come. Oh, that's a good... Oh, boy. That's an isolated audio <laughs> clip. I love that. <laughs> uh, no one edited That'll that. That'll be the subtitle to the episode. Oh, wait, we're singing this? Oh, God. This no, is this all is it. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Here it comes. Everyone shut up and listen. You're gonna that tell me it. I don't know what that game is, Celeste. Let, let's let's let other people <laughs> try to guess. I, I know Andrew definitely knows what that game is. Oh, of course I do. Yeah. I, I've got no guess. That's, Dave, that's so early for me. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a okay. short amount of time. I thought Steve was like was joking, not... like, "Oh, I can guess it from a second. I'm like, "Oh, I can guess this. <laughs> I know exactly what that okay. is." Okay, not Celeste, but let's keep going. That's all you get. It's it's more familiar, but I I don't know it off the top of my head now. Andres, no, do you wanna, is, it, is it an indie wait. game? It's an indie game. Okay, I feel like it, because of the fact that Andres is just going nuts over there, it's got to be the game that he's been talking about literally all day. Is this uh, Undertale? I, no, no, it's not. I, I think the reason he's going nuts is because I was <laughs> very, I, I I chose this very specifically, and Andres knows because of how the music is played that I chose this very specifically. Yeah, we did talk about it in this episode too, but also because, you know, Kenny and I really love this game and we've been playing it for years. Uh, so I'm All just right, going to say it, but it's FTL, Faster Than Light, and that's like okay. the first song that you hear when you boot, boot up the game or when you start playing, mm-hmm. and you're supposed to get this atmosphere of being in space and you're ready for your journey. Yeah. I, I was going to guess something along the lines of FTL just because it had that a uh, very spacey vibe to it, almost, almost a little bit futuristic, um, just with the, I guess, the the sound of that first chord. Yeah, to, this to is me, an OTS I could re- listen to on repeat. Yeah, this for me is OST. an example of ah, a great like menu title music, especially especially yeah. for an indie game. Uh, dude, huge uh, props to Ben uh, Printy. Printy? Um, oh, is it Printy? Yeah, Ben Printy. Printy. Yeah. Printy, Printy. Um, from, and uh, the game is made by a subset games. Um, but yeah, uh, Ben Printy, 
great job composing this. Like, this gets me in the mood for this game every time I hear it. Mm -hmm. I actually have this. I, it's game picking up more and more. I love this. Yeah. The composer on my list of notes. Mm -hmm. Nice. All right. Let's move on to the next one. Okay. I'll do mine. Do it. Yeah. All right. Let's see. I'm, I'm not looking. Grab this link. It's going to be soups fun. Okay. Ready? Yes. <laughs> wow. <Huh. laughs> well, that's that's something. That was something else. I right. feel I feel like I should know that. Should I know that? I don't think so, but I have talked about it today. Oh, is it Play it again. Okay. Oh. Whoa! What? Yeah, and then and if I get to play it again, you'll hear the real good <laughs> Did stuff. Did you just go into like some like trap beats in the background? <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> what? Whoa! Yeah, it's a, it's a okay. Good one. It uh, it's not the game I thought it was. I don't think. <laughs> La last one. Anyone else have any ideas? I did mention it today, so it is just a callback. Play it again. I I, I okay. don't I don't I don't have it. This is fucking cool. I, this is from definitely Lisa, the RPG. I definitely remember hearing this and being like, why the fuck am I hearing this? <laughs> when is... we were setting up for today. But... Yeah, Lisa, this was the audio you heard through my speaker. What was? So what was this? This is from Lisa, the RPG, Lisa, the Painful. This is from Lisa? Yeah. Yo. This song is this whole... The liberal use of air. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been sleeping on Lisa. Better. This is cool. This is really, really an interesting way to go for a soundtrack. I like it, especially and for I, the way Lisa looks. That's not what I expected. I know. Okay, here's the here's the thing that I needed to play for you guys, and I'll play for everyone else too. Um, it was a remix to this song, uh, with Childish Gambino. Oh, bro. Here, listen to this. <laughs> That's really good. That's great. And then the beat. Nice. Oh my god. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> I'm gonna get before it gets blasted with copyright stuff. Oh, it's so good. I'm sorry, but yeah, Lisa has an amazing soundtrack. That's great. Every song is weird as fuck and super poppy like that. That's great. Nice. Mm -hmm. right. So, oh right, so that was composed and produced by Austin Jorgensen, mm -hmm. uh, and he did it under the name of Widley to Diddley, and he used FL Studio to make it. Beautiful. All that audio. Oh, wow. Widley to Diddley. Widley to Diddley. You can find that. I think um, this woman uh, named Marina, who works with him, actually is reposting the o uh, OST, OTS, OST on Spotify, <laughs> but it is available. So good. All right, who's next? I'll go next. Um, so I consider mine to be one of the most recognizable songs in all of gaming history. I'm going to so guess it before you. Gonna... Halo. <laughs> no, but good guess. Um, so this is probably going to go quick, but. That's fine. Um, give me one second here. May I say one thing? 
Yeah. You just did. The song that I just played, by the way, uh, the name of it was called 666 Kill Chop Deluxe. Because <laughs> that... Oh. We all heard it. <laughs> so... We all heard Tetris. it. Tetris. Yeah. Yeah. But wait, you were talking about Tetris, not forever. It was Tetris Remix, Tetris something. So Tetris Effect was what I was talking about earlier, but that is obviously the original theme song to Tetris. Now, it's hard for anybody to know where that song originally came from, but the Nintendo um, adaptation was by uh, Hirokazu Tanaka, um, and it was in 1989. But they think it comes from like a Russian folk song, and That's I don't what speak I Russian, so this is going to be a butcher. But basically, the song is called uh, Korobiekniki, um, and it tells like some story about a peddler uh, meeting a girl, and I don't know, it's nuts. But it became the theme song to this game, which I think Tetris's backstory was like it was like an office game that people were playing, and so it just iconic. exploded. Wow. So iconic, nice. yeah. yeah. Tetris was a game that I was going to talk about earlier, especially when we were talking about like ramping things up and how like just the increased speed of that song like all the, the tempo songs, up. yeah the tempo yeah. increasing uh really yeah. gives you that urgency when you get to stage of, I'm gonna, 15 I, this place this piece needs to go in this place right now <laughs> yeah no it's definitely a uh, nerve-wracking when you get up to those higher stages and you end up just throwing everything at the board and hoping something sticks yeah yeah damn that was a, that was a good one yeah. I, I i'm always a fan of the tetris music Oh yeah. I wonder That's... if there have been any orchestraic orchestral uh remixes to the test. Orchestra. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yes. Alright. Well that brings it to me. This is a game that I don't think I ended up talking about, but it was the answer to one of my questions because it, it transports me into like just a very specific mood. Mm-hmm. Um a smoothie. A mood you drink like a smoothie. <laughs> Alright. Play it. Okay, it's coming. That's all you're getting hmm. for the beginning. We got a uke. Heave ho. No. Huh. Let's see. You and you uh. you mentioned the game today. I don't believe that I mentioned it. Uh, the reason oh. that I uh, didn't mention it was because I was going to share it here you know uh, mm-hmm. i didn't know that we were going to do it in a game but it actually works really well because then i didn't tell you what i was going to play later uh, like random ass guess that's not chicory is it no okay i think it's a uh, spongebob battle for bikini bottom <laughs> water or whatever. <laughs> great no. guess that is, is it a great indie guess. or triple a no this is an indie game okay we should have done this as 20 questions shit Next time. Yeah. All right. Ready? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Wait. Is this Yoshi's is Woolly this Yarn? Ten? Yoshi's Yarn? No. But it's like, it, it's got like that same kind of fun stuff. Mm. Definitely. Is it, is it, you, know, you said it's, he said it's indie. Oh, you yeah, did say it's, it's indie. indie game. Sorry. Um, Temtem? Oh. No. Though that Tiny would have been Tim a good writes one to a play. song. Sign <laughs> uh, No, but I do want to say that this is that um, this is a platformer game. If that helps you, I want to put you on the right track. Um, okay. okay, okay, okay. And it's definitely like cute and bright. I guess like this probably it's probably not fully fair to 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 put this as indie because it's people with like different experience. It was under a different publisher than the developer. Mm. Um, 
but it, it's also it had people with like definite games experience before being released. Uh, um, Halo and it no, <laughs> oh my God. it but it <laughs> it very much transports me back to um, specific a specific genre of game that uh, I played as a child a lot. Um, I'll play one more little lengthening part for you. It's giving me like adventure or not? Um, what's the game on PlayStation with like the sack boys? Oh, uh, I that, I was thinking that exact Little Big Planet, and I was thinking Little Big Planet. Too. It's giving me like Little Big Planet vibes. All right, are you are you ready for yeah. the answer? Mm-hmm. This is the main theme for Ukulele, uh, which ukulele, is a game that bro, throws me back ukulele. into full nostalgia of collectathons of it's from ukulele. the N64 <laughs> era. Wow. I mean, yeah, that game was specifically made to feel like an old rare game. Was right, it? exactly. Yeah. No, no, yeah, it wasn't rare. But it was, The game's called Ukulele? Yeah, it's uh, um, it's like a Banjo-Kazooie kind of, not clone, it, but it is heavily inspired. It is an it's like ode Yuka to Banjo-Kazooie in like every... Uh, respect the mm. reason that i chose that was because it is it does meet kind of that uh so this was developed by platonic games um but the uh composer of this was uh grant kirkhope oh um, that ex- he did banjo kazooie used to work right? at rare yes so he was on that's, game that's grooms the thing is like that's why i was like <laughs> i can't really call it indie because there were like they're very specific yeah. people uh, in Platonic Games, that um, double A, like they are an indie developer, mm-hmm. but uh, they have significant talent that that was that was behind this game. You know, um, much in the same way that like Seven Days couldn't claim themselves indie because they're all like veterans mm, right. of the industry. Um, but but I, I chose this because the and the question that I asked earlier with like music that like really took you into a certain um like mood or or whatever that was based fully around the nostalgia that that hits me when i listen to that uh main theme and then the rest of the music just follows along so well Mm. it it really feels as though you picked up a -a collectathon type game for the first time Mm -hmm. which is a a tough thing to do i almost went with hat in time Um, oh but that game just does not hit the same way that the original ukulele did, bugs and all. Cool. Well, that was fantastic. That was a lot of fun. We're going to have to... I'd love to do something like that again, for sure. Maybe even on yeah, a we'll, stream or something. We'll workshop it. We'll workshop it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but that's all we have for you guys today. Thanks for listening. Um, oh, really quickly before we go... Uh, this weekend, by the time this comes out, this weekend, uh, keep an eye out on Twitch. We are going to be starting a new kind of QWERTY clash, except this is going to be the Diet League focused around Rocket League, uh, Tournament League, whatever. Um, so same thing, rotating 2v2s. Everyone plays with each other once. Um, and uh that's something i can get behind there's like i think gonna be like 95 games uh, so it's gonna be going on uh like two or three times a month uh so saturdays mondays and thursdays the prime time spot so if you have rocket league you can actually 
hop in and play with us and see how you stack up compared to our competition. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, yep. And talking about interactions with um, the QWERTY group, uh, keep an eye on the Tech Cafe. Yes. Talk about music a lot today. Um, and, you know, you can't listen to the music of all these fantastic indie games if you don't have a really good set of speakers. Or so I started off the conversation. Or headphones. I started off the conversation with the speakers that I'm actually looking to get, um, hopefully uh, pretty soon here. But if you guys have uh, gear that you're using or you want to share with us, definitely post it in there and we can talk about it. Definitely. I will be uh, contributing to that conversation because I've got a pair of speakers sitting up here and uh, I've got a pair of headphones that I've had since high school that are like my go-to headphones when I'm listening to music. Hey, that's right, Dad. Here's a question for the listeners. (laughs) Give me a link to headphones that actually fit over my giant ass ears. Yeah. That was not Ooh, a question. That, that was a demand. Impossible. Tech Cafe yes, Challenge. Tech Cafe Find Challenge. Dumbo sized headphones. Actually, though, like they have to be tall, long. Like there are. That's no why I like in ears. I know, but like for for doing this, I I prefer over the head over the ear headphones. Uh, I they're hate also comfy. I've got got an issue with them they always fall out for me yeah Mm. but i've never found an over-the-ear headphone that was actually long and long enough to take my entire ear so there's a challenge (laughs) yeah that's the sentence and if there's any music that we didn't touch on that you think we need to hear please let us know uh in discord or on twitter you can add us at cordycast um um but yeah Yeah, maybe Uh, we'll do a part two maybe we'll do a part two Uh, But until then, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next time. This episode is brought to you by our Patreon subscribers, our QWERTYcast hosts, our audio engineer musical master, Gary, and you, our listeners. If you'd like to join our community, find us through QWERTYcast.com, which has links to all of our platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, Discord, and more. On behalf of everyone here at QWERTYcast, thanks for listening. This is Beans saying QWERTYcast out.